This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at Broadvoice.com or call doesn't i think we all feel that way you know? i don't know if that's the yeah, case but no, i really it is. Do. Mm-hmm. it is it is it is the case you will love the patent yes show. you must mm-hmm. uh we uh as we discussed on radio this morning uh, marco rubio rubio made the big announcement last night and um uh his candidacy for president of the united states because it's time for our generation to lead the way toward a new American uh, century. He put it only slightly better than that. Uh, only slightly. Oh, slightly better. Uh, should we watch it's, it? Be because it was something like this. Because it's time for our um, generation to <laughs> it wasn't that much better. lead the way. It was bad. Marco is actually uh, one of the best speakers, I think, out of the field. Uh, he did yeah. not... He had just trouble getting through that one. I think he was nervous. Did, I think yeah. he was nervous. I, yeah. You know, he, he stumbled a lot, and uh, he kind of screwed up big applause lines. Yeah, he had some really good moments in there as well. Again, um, the water thing. Stop with the water thing. It's weird. I, you know, he has a little dry mouth. I think that is an issue with him. I think he's a little I do nervous too. in when those I, moments. When I'm, when I'm doing a speech in public, I, a lot of times my mouth goes just dead dry. Yep. But there's times when you can take a drink, and it's not in the middle of a sentence. You know, you're like a Okay, so uh, what I'm thinking is uh, it's time for our generation to lead the way toward a new American century. And, you know, another thing. I mean, right. you, you know. But you don't do. You know, uh, it's, it's uh, our generation to lead the way toward a new, a new American, American century. century. <laughs> I will agree. Uh, and, and the issue I thought with him there in this particular <clears throat> speech was it wasn't crisp. If you go back and watch, and this is one of the reasons we played <clears throat> Uh, the 2012 <laughs> convention speech this morning is it was a fantastic speech 
by one was far brilliant. Really. The best, the, yeah. to me, Way by better. far, people were praising Chris Christie's speech, if you remember at the time, or saying it was pretty oh. good. Remember that? And then they yeah. were saying, yeah, but he talked too much about himself. No. Rubio Rubio was way. way better. I mean, he oh had boy. by far the best speech in that entire convention, I thought. Yeah. Um, and this one just, you know, it didn't, it, it, it had great imagery, but it didn't really hit. Let's, yeah. should, let's watch some of yeah. it. Here it is, Rubio from last night. This election is not just about what laws we're going to pass. This election is a generational choice about what kind of country we will be. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, just yesterday, a leader from yesterday... ...began a campaign for president by promising to take us back to yesterday. Yesterday is over. We're never going back. You see, we Americans are proud of our history. Yeah. But our country has always been about the future. Always. always And before us now is the opportunity to author the greatest chapter yet in Uh the amazing story of America. Uh But we can't do that by going back to the leaders and ideas of the past. We must change the decisions we are making Mm -hmm. by changing the people who are making them. That was good. That was good right there. That was fine. Good, good gulp right there. That is why tonight. Yeah, that's why. Here we go. Grounded by the lessons of our history. Yeah. But inspired by the promise of our future, I announce my candidacy for president of the United States. Yeah. I kind of don't like the backdrop behind him, too, because he's... I know, the backdrop sucks. It's a great... Uh, you know where he's in the Freedom Tower is this beautiful like, you know, building, and I, I don't know why he put that it's behind. Got like a I cardboard mean, cardboard Marco doing Rubio that. thing behind right, it. Right, he could be doing that anywhere. He could be yeah. doing that, you know, in this room. He could be doing that in a bathroom, like you know. I think but, he was in a bathroom at his house. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's much better. A few though. friends gathered uh, in there with him. <laughs> so, um, so again, he lied like to us? that was a good part of the speech. Yeah. I like that line. I mean, we're I like that line a lot. You know, yesterday, a leader from yesterday promised mm-hmm. to bring us back to yesterday. I mean, that's, that is that's, good. It's a good way. It's really good. And you know, Glenn has made this point a million times about different political struggles over mm-hmm. the years of that. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King did a great job because you put picture A next to picture B and the American people would choose the right way. Yeah. And you look at this with Rubio versus Clinton. I, I mean, I, Clinton I looks a thousand years old. She oh looks like I, she's been around forever saying the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. I mean, we met her as a nation in 1991. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 2015. I think Lou Graham said it best, Stu, when he said that was yesterday. Today... Life goes on. You won't find me in yesterday's world. Yesterday's gone. Goodbye, yesterday. Now it's over and done. Still, I hope somewhere deep in your heart, yesterday Still. will live on. Oh, God. Make it end. Just make it stop. And it does. It does. It yesterday does lives on with the Clintons, doesn't it? It, it just does. It stays it in your heart because it was a special time. <laughs> yesterday will not go away. <laughs> <laughs> go away yesterday. It, uh, also, yesterday, all my troubles seem so, so far, far away. away. I know. Now it seems as though they're here to stay. And, you know, I, I believe in yesterday, but not yesterday's uh, person, Hillary Clinton. <laughs>
Thank you, Pat. Uh, <laughs> overall, though, I, not the greatest thing. This portion I, was not that bad. I thought that was a good part of it, though. Yeah, it, it, that was we, one of the better parts. Good, they picked a good uh, clip. Because uh, yeah. I listened to the whole thing, and, and, you know, he just he just didn't have a good rhythm. And that happens, you know? I mm -hmm. mean, it happens. Pitchers go out and have bad outings. You know, people go 0 for 5. You know, it mm -hmm. happens. And I don't think he was that bad, but he just didn't have a great night, I don't think. However, um, the one interesting thing is I was looking at... Um, one of the political sites, The Hill or one of those, and I'm looking at the top headlines on it, and it's like, uh, Rubio announces, here's Rubio's path, Rubio's tax ban plan, and like, you know, five down, it was like Chelsea Clinton's influence on the Clinton campaign. Hillary Clinton, the coronated champion of all of America, announced on Sunday, and on Monday, it was all Rubio coverage. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, it's kind of amazing. I think people thought Clinton was going to roll all over the coverage for Rubio, but it's really the opposite. Yeah. Uh, Rubio seems to have won the day in the press. Hey, have you also noticed that the Republicans now have two Hispanics in the field? Two. First time in history. Well, and it's weird because they hate Hispanics so much. Yeah, yeah but, and yet they're running, they're running two. And they're two top-tier guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I mean, this is not like you, you yeah, know. It's not like Bill Richardson. Right. Which you know, was like a, a nobody and never had a chance. Right. Um, you know, it's the same thing we talked about the uh, females who have run for president. You know, Carol Mosley Braun round, ran for the Democrats and got 0.006%, uh, losing only slightly to Al Sharpton, who got 0.008%. And yeah. it's like, well, yes, did they run two African American candidates? Sure. Did they have any chance? No. It wasn't until Barack Obama. Uh, the first, I believe, clean, articulate black man. Good looking. Uh, and good looking to ever run for president, mm -hmm. according to his vice president. Um, and uh, it wasn't until then that they actually, here you have two people who are top, top five candidates, certainly, mm -hmm. um, and people who have actual paths to win. And then Rand Paul, who's a libertarian, who's maybe policy-wise more different than any other candidate in the field. Yeah. I mean, you have some real interesting it's pretty, oh uh, diversity. It's pretty exciting. The, well, even John Dickerson from CBS said it was the most robust Republican field ever. I, Look at that. Well, you got CBS News admitting that? that I think that's true. Something. Eight years ago, if you just said you had these three guys running for president, you'd be yeah. overjoyed. And again, why is this possible? Tea Party. Yep. Tea Party. These are tea all party. three the of party, them are Tea Party. Tea Party that was dead. Yep. The Tea Party that had no clout. Uh, the Tea Party that was, you know, uh, ancient history has now produced three of the top uh, candidates. Well, the only three candidates so far in the field. But yeah. uh, I mean, these guys you, all have a really good shot. But if you, even if you look beyond that, you, you assume Scott Walker's probably getting in. Here you go. You have a guy who's a blue state governor with a really solid record. Mm -hmm. You add on, again, I'm no fan of him, but Jeb Bush, who is a big, big purple state governor with a pretty good record as governor, even though I don't agree with him on a lot of policy these days. But still, he's not, like, as much as I don't, uh, on paper at least, I don't agree with him on policy, but on paper he's a candidate you'd think would be formidable. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, there's probably going to be three or four other guys in there uh, out of the 30 that we go through uh, every single uh, month on our poll. I mean, this is, it's a ridiculously good field. Yeah, it, it really is. I, I'm a little distracted by the lurkings of uh, Glenn Beck. There's got to be some reason that you're in here. You you want to speak or no, you're, I'm just listening to you. You're just here to lurk. <laughs> we do the wow. show every day. You, you, this is the first time you've ever. I get my work done. I take uh -huh. a quick break. I uh -huh. think I just want to listen to you guys, and I, and I get this. Wow. 
Uh, well, Glenn is uh, uh, all right. He's run the all network right. since this start. In mm -hmm. fact, it was called GBTV at the start. This yeah. is the first time he's first ever time turned he's the ever come to show on. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> even in his office. Were you surprised uh, that it's still on? <laughs> he's like, wow, this like, show's I thought I canceled on. that four years ago. What the hell? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I, I thank you, Glenn. See, we have a, this is a yeah. live. This is our version of a live studio audience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We're here all day. So you really didn't have anything to say? Add, subtract. No, you just came back to watch from Dana's desk. Okay, good. Very cool. All right. Uh, also, Iowa students are preparing for Hillary's first listening session. Uh, they think she's a control freak who will be talking stuff. Uh, that's not their word. And only wants immigration reform because the Democratic Party needs voters. Uh, it's pretty hip of them, pretty astute of them, and kind of surprising to me. Uh, the Daily Mail online spoke to students at Kirkwood Community College's regional center in Jones County, where former Secretary of State will hold her first low-key campaign event. And apparently the students are not in love with her there. No. And I'm sure that that's going to be quite a surprise to her. I'm, I'm sure they probably, uh, you know, the Hillary tour is going to be expecting the young people to be all yep. about her. She's going to expect a goddess reception there. And... They're already saying, uh, "No, we don't. We don't want none of that. We're not ready for Hillary." This and this is, the, I, mean, I think, the entire country. Hillary Clinton is the one Democrat on that uh, of all Democrats that seemingly gets a little bit of a difficult time from the press. I don't. I don't know why that is. Maybe because they're just sick of her. Mm -hmm. Maybe because she has such a a, a a record over the years of being uh, secretive. I don't know what the reason is, but they seem to give her actually a tough time. Where, I mean, every other Democrat gets a complete pass. Uh, but Hillary does get a little roughed up from the press every, from time to time. And, and it's, it's interesting to see a Democratic candidate treated uh, as a Republican one typically is. Uh, and, yeah. I, you know, with considering her super secretive trip from, uh, from uh, her announcement over to Iowa, uh, even a stop at Chip Chipotle... Uh, where she was going to get some uh, some lunch and did not apparently even though she's on a tour which she's supposed to be meeting with average people she wore sunglasses and essentially hid and nobody recognized her. <laughs> so here's a this is the footage from this is from the security footage and uh, she's ordering a good good amount of food there and it's her and Uma Uma Abedin which is that's isn't that Weiner's wife? Yes, yep. that's Weiner. So Weiner's wife and yep. Hillary. Uh, together at Chipotle, and somehow uh, it's completely unrecognized. In fact, they were there for 25 minutes, and no one went up to them. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, you, can't gotta tell, be, you can't even tell it's her. This has got to be a rude awakening for her. You bet it it's is. It's got to be. It's got to be. And, and with uh, the students saying things like, uh, she's going to push some emotional thing on us, according to Haley Corum. Uh, what else is she supposed to do? She's going to be, like, talking stuff. Uh, she used a yeah, slightly uh, different stuff. Word. That's not one of mine. Uh, however, Vanderpute, uh, let's see, um, some kid named Vanderpute uh, said that he likes government to leave me alone. And gay marriage is a deal breaker. If you're going to be against gay marriage, you've lost my vote. There's nothing you can do to change it. Oh, wait a minute. She's for it now. You, yeah, do you she's understand? For it. She had an evolution. Yeah, she, I mean, um, come on. You know, come on. there was Get a time the program there, my in friend. which uh, the the political waves were not ready. Oh my gosh! Well, but that was ancient, ancient history, mm -hmm. Stu. That was clear. How old were you in two thousand twelve? Thirteen. Uh, I think it was thirteen, wasn't it? I was thirteen years old in two thousand. I think you were. Maybe twelve. 
I, I wasn't even born yet. You weren't born? No, that's oh. how long it's been <laughs> since Hillary was it's against a, gay it's marriage. A, it's amazing. The divisive issue between with a lot of young voters in particular is gay marriage. Is, is gay marriage. Oh, and it's like amazing, this yeah. you have two parties, one of which that's a deal breaker for you. Right. Well, look, and you know, whatever, whatever your issue is, I guess, but it's like the it's it's bizarre because you have the party you think loves you so much and your opinion so much. All of its candidates ran against it, and they got elected <laughs> running against the policy you like. And now you give them credit. It's one thing if you have like a 25-year-old Democrat that's always opposed it, and okay, you can. All right, this party has stood against this policy, even though they probably believed it. They did it anyway to win votes. They screwed you over for decades. While they wanted to win elections, they screwed you over, didn't support your opinion. Now, after 50% of the American people start supporting it, then they jump on the bandwagon and they get credit for that? It's unbelievable. They've done nothing but screw you for decades. Mm -hmm. But there you go. There you go. Uh, this is kind of interesting, too. Hillary, <laughs> Hillary has more Facebook fans uh, in Baghdad than in any city in the United States of America. Why would that be? I don't know. Isn't that weird? It is really weird. Uh, big, big, big fan base in Baghdad, Iraq. 7% of her fans list their hometown as Baghdad. <laughs> More than any other city in the world, including any city in the United States of America. <laughs> the uh, analysis Here. of Clinton's Facebook fan statistics yielded a number of surprises. Despite a reputation as an urban Democrat favored by uh, liberal elites, Iraqis and Southerners are more likely to be a Facebook fan of Hillary than people living on America's coasts. Uh, that's it's interesting. I mean, can you imagine just percentage of population? Uh, for, I mean, if the biggest amount of her fans is in Baghdad, that's it's kind of, really it's really odd. A weird stat. Now, there's sometimes they have people uh, who sign. You know, they have like these sign-up mills where people go and they sign up like for a bunch of different pages so they can spam people and things like that. It happens on Twitter a, a lot. Um, and it could have something to do with that. Um, but still, I don't know. Baghdad, I don't, I've never heard as one of the centers for that. It's always been like, uh, yeah. you know, the Philippines or um, <laughs> Indonesia. <laughs> and like, you don't have to tell the truth of where you live on Facebook. No, but no, they, why would you lie and though, say Baghdad? Right? <clears throat> somebody might, might, might have been As just, a joke? Yeah, somebody saw somebody else do it. Yeah. As a if joke, If there was possible. a few people who did it, I would agree yeah, with you. But yeah, not yeah. 7% of, how many does she right. have? 4 million? I mean, that's a lot of people. That's a lot. And can you not track that down? I mean, in theory, Facebook yeah, okay, could. Right. But this is an outside analysis of Facebook. I mean, I don't, Facebook's not participating in this. So, yeah. um, but that's, I, amazing, that's a huh? really weird. That's a really weird uh, thing. Uh, and we should also, before we uh, take a break, Pat, um, Joe Biden, mm -hmm. he is uh, not ready to decide yet. Not ready Wait, to decide. Man, well, I'm just holding my breath, waiting for it. Yeah, please. I, I think his his issue Please seems to be. Let's see what Hillary does. If she goes out there and she's at 49% approval now. And in six no. months, she's at two percent. Right. Then he's going to jump in. No, I, Joe, don't don't use that barometer. Get in now. Get in the, now. Wa the water's fine. Get you know he now. wants it. I mean, well, nobody wants it more wants than it. Biden. Nobody wants it more than Joe. Joe, come on in. He the doesn't want to lose. Fine. Seriously, he doesn't want to go in and get embarrassed. Again he doesn't. And but he's going to be embarrassed repeatedly. And I want to be a part of that. I do too. I want to be a part of embarrassing him. We will really embarrass do. you for. So you don't have to worry about will I be embarrassed? Yes, you, yes, will. you will. We'll take care of it. Well, and he'll take care of it himself, and we'll just amplify it. That's we'll just okay, yes, we'll that's be a better his amplifiers. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I can't wait till he jumps in. <laughs> and you, he's got to.
He's the I, vice I know president he, of the United States. He's well, got to. Cheney didn't. That's true. Uh, you know, I mean, that's true. I mean, he he never showed any interest, though. Biden, on the other hand, has shown interest. Yeah. And look, Biden wants to be your president. I mean, he wants what to is be seventy. Is he seventy now? Probably pretty close. But you look, yeah. Hillary's sixty-seven. Biden is seventy. You talk about an old, old, old party. Uh, the Democrats yeah. are in really. I mean, we talked about this every day for a while, but they're in bad shape. Yeah. Bad, bad shape. He's is 72. He He's 72. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We talk about Biden and Clinton, Jeffy. Is it weird for you seeing all these youngsters run for president? <laughs> <laughs> Makes me yearn for yesterday. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Seems... Now, well, now it's over and done. I know. Uh... <laughs> Why she had to go, I, I don't know. She uh, say. Oh, man. Okay. That was good. I said um, something wrong. Mm-hmm. Now I long for yesterday. It happens. It's deep. It's deep. It Thank happens. You. you should write a song. Yeah. <laughs> With nah, those exact never words. That'd no. never work. That's no. stupid. stupid song. It's stupid. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. You know, it seems like every time you turn on the news, every time you log on to the blaze, of course, there's something new to worry about. Um, people everywhere are asking, what can I do to protect myself and my family? Uh, this give you a huge step forward. Right here, my Patriot Supply. Delicious food. Really inexpensive. They have, and, you know, we love this deal, um, and they brought it back because uh, it's such a great one. Uh, but you can get a 72-hour emergency food supply from My Patriot Supply right now for 10 bucks. Why? Because we demanded it from the company. We demanded it. We said, you must bring this deal they back. Caved. They caved. And they caved. Like, they folded up like a cheap suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, this is Liberty Bell potato <laughs> cheddar soup. The reason why we always bring these bags out is because I like... You know, we talked about Pat and his... Bull weevils. And bull weevils. Uh, yes, because you get a giant barrel of wheat or whatever. This is... Ac- you could you actually put this in a normal human house. You know, this is not... Yes. This does not need to be at the farm. Uh, you know, it's just throw, you got it. It's, it's, it's easy. You could store these things really easily. And, and it's great, great stuff. Cheddar soup. Awesome. I mean, that's, uh, that sounds awesome. Tastes delicious, uh, too. The uh, deal is only available if you call now. 800-274-3040. My Patriot Supply will only have this deal around for a short time. So call, and they will add free shipping as well uh, to your order. Uh, get your 72-hour kit for only 10 bucks, including shipping, Calling if you call 800-274-3040. That's 800-274-3040. It's my Patriot Supply. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at broadvoice.com or call 888-332-8036. 888-332-8036. 888-727-BECK, Pat and Stu. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Obama administration getting tough again. 
Uh, you know, Russia's announcement on Monday that it will proceed with the sale of advanced missile systems to Iran crosses a red line oh, no. established by the Obama administration in 2010. They've crossed another red line. Okay, you forced us to do it. We're going to have to make another red line. And if you cross that, damn you, we'll make another red line. Don't do it. Don't though. make us do it. Because mm -hmm. we've got more red and more lines we can draw. We know how to do it. We're the United States of America. You think we're yeah. going to run out of red paint? No. no we've we got unlimited, almost unlimited red paint. Yeah. And if not, we have pink. Uh, we have uh, burgundy. All of those or can be we used. Could, we could mix. Uh, what would you mix with? Uh, you could mix two colors together to create red. Really? Yeah. Like a, I don't know, a pink and a purple or something. <laughs> okay. I don't know how that works. I'm not real good with my color wheel. <laughs> it's a primary. Color, primary colors were not my big deal in school. Think primary colors can be created uh, by two other colors. In fact, in the uh, in the uh, trivia crack, it's I always get of them. trivia crack always. Tri it trips me up in the art section when it's talking about colors and the color wheel. Is that an app? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. A, it's a game. Okay. It's a great one. Anyway. Um, yeah, so anyway, don't, red don't line, burgundy us. line, we got pink a lot of line. red. Got a lot of pink. We can make other lines when we run out of red. Yeah. We, there's blue. The color of the line isn't, line. Even, isn't even the, the issue That's not the issue. Here. Thank we, you. We, we, there's going to be another line, though, and Thank then you're you. going to be screwed. You're going to have to cross it again. You know what this is like? This is like when when you cross the U.N., and they do a resolution. Oh. And then you cross that line again, and they do another resolution. I don't want to joke and then a strongly worded and letter. A strongly worded letter sometimes it can lead to several strongly worded letters and up to 17 or 18 resolutions. And a tweet. It's scary. A tweet and a no, Facebook no, wall no, post. No, we wouldn't do a tweet. No. Would we? I don't think we would. But I'm just saying. I mean, I, the UN might, but we wouldn't. We wouldn't do that. Um, is it possible? Just uh, is it, uh, you know trying to theorize the actual issue here. Is it possible that our uh, adversaries are colorblind and don't see the color of the line? They keep seeing it as a line that they can cross and don't realize that Maybe. since it's red, they're not supposed mm -hmm. to, co to cross it. Maybe we should try something else, like a mean hashtag or something. Oh, yeah. Hashtag Russia sucks. S-U-X. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to want that. They are not going to want that. That will shut down the nation. Mm -hmm. You don't want none of that. Uh, so uh, their previous ban on selling Tehran, the powerful de defense system, was hailed by as a coup by the Obama administration, promoted by it. As an example of Obama's ability to rein in Russia uh, on, mili on the military front. Okay, sure. The White House claimed that Moscow's decision to ban arms sales to Tehran would usher in a new era of cooperation between the U.S. and, and Russia. And now they've crossed that red line. I mean, th this obviously sounds bad, and we're presenting it in a negative way, which isn't entirely fair. Because if you look at this, imagine what Russia would have done if we had not reset uh, our relationship with them. Imagine if we had not overcharged our relationship. <clears throat> yeah, right. Because um, that, that's the word we came up with well, instead of reset. Instead of reset. It was overcharged. It was overcharged. But if we, imagine if we hadn't done that. <laughs> and of course, Hillary's uh, line to the uh, Russian foreign minister was, we worked hard to find just the right Russian word. Do you think? You got it wrong. It is Perugusta, which means overcharge. You worked hard at the State Department and came up with overcharge? I mean, that shows a total incompetence. That, like, let's just put ourselves in this situation. Oh, for total incompetence. Let's just say the Russian foreign minister had a big presentation with us, and uh -huh. he came over, and it was he wanted to give us a reset, and he wrote overcharge. Wouldn't we take that as not a dumb mistake? 
we would take that as these guys knew what they were doing. They're sending a message of some sort. Yeah. There's something going on there. They don't just screw up the translation. You have to imagine they took that the same way. Like, I don't know if there's whatever deal was going on that, that they felt they were overcharged on or whatever. Uh, maybe they thought, uh, you know, we were manipulating the economy in some way or what. There's something they took out of that other than just, oh, this person's a complete idiot and doesn't know Russian, even though he's talking to the freaking, uh, you know, Russian uh, uh, ambassador or whatever the, the heck Secretary he was. Secretary of State. Secretary of State. Yeah. Oh, my in, God. In whole team she's got it. the entire the State, State Department. Department. It's not like Arabic where nobody speaks it. There are Russian speakers in the U.S. State Department. Uh, I mean, we've had Arabic, that issue for, uh, you know, a hundred years almost. Yeah, now. we've been dealing They're, with the Russians. We've for been quite dealing some time. with this for a long time. It's <clears throat> not a fairly new thing. Like, you know, like we need. Okay, all of a sudden we need people to speak Arabic. I mean, this has been going on a long time, and you can't find a person that can find the right word for reset. It's really embarrassing. That is just, it, it's like, okay, you should have shut down the government at that point. It's time to turn just it off. Just time unplug to it, it off. lock the doors, yeah. shutter the buildings, I mean, put them up on Zillow, yeah. and see what we can get for it. Mm. White, House, White House for sale. Uh, 185.9. <laughs> you know? 185.9? 185. Or nine. just three a easy payments of. Uh, <laughs> Sixty some odd thousand. I like that. Yeah, like, we'll give you. We'll give you a payment. That's not a bad price for that. One, I, I think I would buy it for one hundred eighty-five thousand. Uh, you know, I'd mortgage it, of course, uh, because I don't know about the full value. Right. But one eighty-five nine. I think I'd, I'd probably offer one seventy-five. See if I can get it. You, you probably know, could. Probably get it. Probably a take cheap. that. Yeah. Because <laughs> honestly, at that point, what do you what do you use it yeah. for? Yeah. If you can't if you can't do a it's basic worthless. translation in international relations, it's, it's time to go home, sure not is. run for president. That's for sure. That's not the next step after that. <laughs> after you have that yeah, and Benghazi and all the other scandals, you're not like, oh wow, now I should lead the whole thing. Well, the groundswell for her to run though was unstoppable. She couldn't say no. Oh, it was. I mean, it was. It was. No, she could on. not say no. I mean, that was That's everywhere. True. That's true. I mean, people were people were marching in the streets. That's my God, remember that. Mm. Killing people for it. Yeah. I mean, how many people died? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she had to go man. into a, a, a fast food place, uh, Chipotle, and wear sunglasses <laughs> to not be known. Right. That's, That's how true. famous she is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Chipotle, too. I mean, we should probably not. That was Al Sharpton. Right. Uh, he was Chipotle, of course, and he called it Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? As he butchers every Every word. butchers every word. Uh, by the way, Iran is, uh, I mean, they are, wow, are they impressed by our strength. Um, they are saying now the enemy has conceded to our nuclear red lines. <laughs> so they, we're not crossing their red lines. They're crossing ours over and over and over again. But we're not going to cross theirs uh, because we are intimidated by Iran, apparently. They're scary. Uh, senior military leader claiming the United States has conceded ground on a range of Iran's so-called nu so nuclear red lines mm -hmm. just weeks after an agreement between the two sides sparked debates. We have the worst leaders ever. Oh, yeah, and, and, there, the and we should say uh, it, there is no <clears throat> agreement. Uh, there was a framework for an agreement. And when you announce the framework for an agreement, essentially what you're doing is, oh, well, we think it's politically uh, expedient to act as if we've succeeded here. Um, and we we've, we put ourselves in, a, in the corner by saying it had to be this uh, deadline. So now when we fail, we're going to say we have a framework. And now the other side can completely do whatever they want because we're the ones that need the deal. Not them. They don't care. We need the deal. So they have all of the leverage and can push us around <clears throat> however they want, including us and they're uh, doing it. holding off their red lines. They're doing it. Triple eight seven two seven. 727 More patents do coming up.
What if we gave them red vines? Because those oh, are the lizards. Yeah, those are the lizards. I don't think anyone can cross a red vine. No. I never pass it. I eat it. Why would you cross it? Where are the red vines? Where? Amber, Jeffy's uh, wife, uh, obviously, as everyone else does, likes me better than him, uh, and uh, brought in these new mini velvets that's dark drizzled and creamy white covered red velvet caramels. Oh my now, some would say, oh my gosh, wait, you didn't, you didn't play spoons. No. So wh wh why aren't, wh I mean, it's not really a time to eat. It, um, any time is a time to eat. Yes! You know that. Yeah. You know. I got these. I thought oh I did. Can I take these to him? No. Uh, <laughs> they're in my briefcase uh, this morning. Spoons. <laughs> oh, no, it's time. There you go. It's time. Oh, man. Now, look at this. Look at this. Oh, my God. Look at this. Look at that. Oh, my God. These are amazing. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, yeah. Jeffy, would you like one? Get a bag! <laughs> no. Oh, funny. <laughs> you got okay, yeah. Oh, right, dry. Oh, yeah. Really good. Yeah, really good. I'm uh, saying caramel and... Uh, and the red velvet in there? Red velvet. White and chocolate. chocolate. Regular oh, chocolate. man! <laughs> a lot of taste. I mean, mm. what's not to like about that? Mm. Oh, my God. Kind of a good point. That's really good. What's not to like? What's not to like? I'm going to take a short break. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just, just eating and like <laughs> we, I know mm. we just came back all right look at that oh yeah mm. now Can you get a close-up of that another people another thing is people might mm. say mm -hmm. hey wait a minute isn't mm. spoons scheduled for the next segment oh is it so we're gonna eat more food our next hour oh okay and the answer is yes but we haven't eaten this hour yet right then this is all science for you Again, we eat it. Now you know to buy those things. What are they called right. again, Jeffy? Delish. Delish mini velvets. Mm -hmm. mm. Get really them. good. I would say one of the worst things you can eat on the air is a caramel, because it's really hard to eat. How yeah. many people say caramel as opposed to caramel? Caramel. I mean, please. It actually is caramel. If it's you look at the word, caramel. 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 what you would do is pronounce the letters in it uh, and not you call it caramel. Don't seem to follow that guideline with a lot of words. That's not true. I think I've corrected many of my uh, past uh, mm -hmm. foibles. Some of them, yes. Mm -hmm. Some of them. But some else? of them what remain. What? Pajamas, for instance. Oh, no. It's completely that's, completely that's mispronounced. You're just wrong on that. J-A-M. Yeah. Is pronounced jam? Jam. Jam. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's right. strawberry jam. So it's strawberry jam. Yeah, strawberry jam. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm Whatever. sorry. I'm a little bit higher class than pajama boy mm -hmm. over here. Yep. All right. It's pajamas. Oh, so, it's a, so it's a class thing. Mm. Yes, it is. It's not a, a pronunciation butler, thing. Your butler will tell you, you your pajamas are here, sir. <laughs> and I say, pajamas. It's pajamas. Well, because your butler's from England and he doesn't know how to talk. <laughs> he invented the language. No. It's English. No, we fixed it. When we came here. All right. It's a m minor disagreement, but you know what? We're going to overcharge our relationship and uh, <laughs> everything will be fine. Uh, CBO is now taxing more, uh, spending more, 
and running bigger deficits is what they're saying the federal government is doing. Uh, they That's are a su stunning surprise. Stunning surprise. They taxed away more money, spent more money, and ran a bigger deficit in the first half of fiscal 2015 than it did in the fiscal half of 2014. The federal government uh, only a $430 billion deficit. I mean, is, is that even anything you'd notice? Like, for example, if your house, uh, you know, your house payment, uh, let's say, uh, $3,000 a month, and then the next month it was $430 billion and 3000 a month, would you notice? No. I wouldn't notice no. that. No. That would be not be that's something that I would... That's just for the first half of the year, by the way. <laughs> right, of course. Okay, that's just for the first half of fiscal 2015. I mean, that only leads you to believe that it would be $860 billion at the end of the year. Right. Which is almost nothing. Almost That's almost nothing. It's not even a trillion yet. Yeah. You're not even at a trillion. Don't even talk to me until you're at least a trillion dollars. And in we debt. know, okay. look, you might say, well, that's a lot of money to spend. Why are you spending that much? Sure, could we spend less? Sure, if the cupboard wasn't bare. You <laughs> right. can't, there's no more to cut, as Nancy Pelosi told no us. No more cuts. There's no room for cuts in this budget anywhere. So, therefore, you're screwed. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, first six months of fiscal 2014, the government took in $1.323 trillion in revenue. You, you really can't run a country on that? No. You can't. No. First, I mean, maybe that's half. A whole country. That's maybe, half a year, not the whole year. Maybe you could run Liechtenstein on okay. that. Maybe. <laughs> oh, really? okay. The United States. In the first six months of the fiscal year, it took Stupid. in $1.4 trillion, an increase of $98 uh, billion dollars. Uh, biggest source of additional tax revenue was the individual income tax, shockingly. Uh, Americans paid the federal government approximately $585 billion in individual income taxes. In the first six months of fiscal 2015, Americans paid $642 billion. That's an increase of $57 billion, or 9.7%. So they're taking in more money, they're spending more money, and they're running bigger deficits. But other than that, it's great. Jeez, if you just ignore those three minor things, minor wow then everything is fine. And even the White House is now predicting rising deficits over the next four years. Now, we were told uh, we cut it in half. I cut the budget. I cut the deficit in half. And we were told that over and over and over again. And that uh, eventually we'd have a balanced budget. And now the White House, even the White House, is predicting a rising deficit. Uh, the trend of declining deficits reversing. And, and the trend was, what, one year? Two years, maybe? We had deficits his first three years, I think, all over a trillion dollars. The first, I believe the first three, mm -hmm. maybe even four, were all over a trillion. And then they finally cut it to like $600 billion. And then last year was $480 billion or something like that. And now this year, in the first half of the year, it's $430 billion already. Yeah, and $430 billion, I believe, is right around the worst year of any previous president in American history. So, again, the six in half, in a, half year. a year, he's put up a deficit that is as bad as ev the worst year of every other president in American history. <laughs> Which was Bush's, his final year. His final and year in office. And that was $460 billion? billion yeah, give or take, yeah. Uh, well, that's, why his, that's why Obama's first three years were so high, though, because Bush was so bad. Right. They didn't realize it was right. so terrible. Yeah, and look, right. I mean, to be fair to Obama, which I know he would never be to us, to be fair, obviously he came in in the fiscal crisis. Tax revenues were down. It wasn't all his ridiculous spending. That certainly was part of it. Uh, but it was not all that. 
Um, and, you know, look, he started that first year. And part of the reason why he wanted to get that stuff uh, passed so fast is because he knew that first year he had a, a clean pass. It's like right. coming in after a, uh, you know, you take over a head coaching, uh, you know, uh, situation with a football team that went 1-15. Well, you're going to go probably 3-13, and 13, and it's going to be an improvement. No other time when you're coaching is anyone going to accept 3-13. and 13. But when you're coming off a gigantic fiscal crisis, you have a couple years of, of leeway. And I think even, even us as people who uh, obviously are critical of the president recognize that you get a couple years coming off of, uh, of something like this, and you get to see. Well, what happened with him is he has now six years. It's going the wrong direction, and he still gets a pass from the media. I mean, I understand you can't come in and fix everything in a day. And I understand, you know, but like when you have the slowest recovery on record since World War II, when you have increasing deficits, and this has been his projection for years, going back even when they were falling, when, when deficits were falling, he was still projecting increases in the future, uh, telling you that his policies were not long-term solutions in any way, and yet he still gets a pass. The guy, you know, we always go back to this. That Reagan was called the Teflon president because supposedly nothing stuck to him. What is this guy? They've come up with some new space-aged polymer that will literally anything will roll off it immediately. It's like that stuff that they have um, now where, like, you can dip, like, stuff into water and you just pull it out and it's immediately dry. Those weird freaking uh, chemicals that they've come up with. Mm -hmm. They're really cool. Um, it's, he's like that. I, Teflon does not describe it. The guy literally can do anything he wants, and no one ever cares. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but again, like you said, he's got a complicit media on his side yeah. that helps him do that. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents, too, coming up. Where are the red velvet here? Uh, over here. I'm gonna... You want a bat? Yes, please. is breaking news mm. to me. Uh, U.S. government budget is a bottomless pit, according to Wired, every year, and according to everybody else, too. They just wrote that sentence. Every year, you suck it up and pay income taxes into a $1.5 trillion pot. Most of it goes to Congress-approved discretionary funding. Um, is that true? Discretionary funding is not the main part of the budget, is it? Not most of it. No. Yeah, I mean, I, most of it goes to these programs that are ridiculous. Plus, um, it's not $1.5 trillion. It's more like $4 trillion. Yeah, maybe that's why. Maybe that's the distinction they're making here. Yeah. Anyway, here's the, uh, this is one of the, they have a few graphs, and they're, they're kind of interesting. I don't know, I mean, obviously there is waste in the Department of Defense, and here's the military programs they show. A couple of projects they highlight, $1.5 billion for the 87 UH-60 Black Hawk troop-carrying helicopters for the Army. Okay, well, I mean, I I'm think okay with they that. should probably get to where they need to go. <clears throat> yep. um, uh, executive helicopter development for POTUS. Uh, sure, we need to spend money okay on that. okay with that. $200 million on developing a space. Space fence to detect debris in orbit, protecting satellites okay in the International Space Station. Seems like a good, actually, those seem like fairly those good uses fine. of our money. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, let's see what else they have. Uh, here's some others. Uh, 498 million to study the human genome to pr improve health care through the National Human Genome 
Research Institute. Yeah, I mean, if it if it cures cancer or something, and and that's what where that's leading to, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I, science research. I don't know that it's the most is is most efficiently done through the government, but it's not like no. the thing I hate most that the right. government does. Yeah. Uh, 230.6 million building a biometric database for DNA, iris scans, and vocal patterns mm. uh, from the Department of Homeland Security. That seems a little invasive, potentially. Uh, $156.1 million for plans for a new submarine nuclear reactor. Uh, I wish we would do that. We probably will. It would be stopped by annoying protesters. But uh, that's part of the Department of Energy budget. <clears throat> and we also have uh, $1.1 billion in wildfire preparedness. Again, you know, it's a seemingly uh, of the USDA. I don't know if that's, that's the agency I would have thought that was in. But still, it's not a terrible expenditure. $645 million for the James Webb Space Telescope. Yeah, I mean, it's NASA, it's so you kind of understand that's what they're doing, although I don't know that we, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's a bunch of uh, twinkly lights in the sky, okay? Mm-hmm. Get over it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, brain Initiative, uh, $48 million for that. It's to model the uh, brain, the neuron, neuron by neuron in the National Science Foundation. And then $500,000, building a telescope at the peak of the Greenland ice sheet to observe the faraway universe. Dun, dun, dun. 500 grand. So there you go. Uh, some of the projects you're spending money on. Now, of course, they're not highlighting the turtle tunnels um, and no. the bridges to nowhere. That's the kind of stuff that pisses me off. This, a lot of this stuff is you know, fine with it. I mean, like if, if you if you took if the worst thing we just highlighted was the worst thing the government did, we would literally not have a show mm-hmm. because we would be uh, the, people would be like, I'm not going to listen to that show that talks about having smaller government. Our government is fine. Yeah, the issue is uh, really that that. I mean, are they overspending on some of that stuff? Maybe, probably. It, it could private industry do genome research better? Yeah, probably. probably. Uh, but <clears throat> this is kind of where we are right now, and so is four hundred yeah. million too much to spend on that? I, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I could I could give you a I mean you know a legitimate reason to not do it, and it's, and a lot of these projects shouldn't exist because of the fact that we're four hundred thirty billion dollars in debt in six in six yeah um, six, in months. six months. Mm-hmm. So I mean you know at that point you cut the spending that you don't necessarily need. However, that being said, that's not the worst example. I think if like do I think science funding, as you pointed out, is that really the place of the government? Maybe there's part of it that is. And certain things, you know, uh, certain uh, diseases, uh, particular communicative diseases, I think are, 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 there's a place there for the government. But overall, I mean, I could do without a lot of it, but it's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, Jeffy. Right. Yeah, you just put your finger on the worst thing in the world. Yeah, that's nicely done. 888 back. 888-727-BECK. It's uh, Pat and Stu. Uh, there's a new co- cookbook that's been compiled, compiled by uh, Chef Watson, which is the cognitive computer uh, from IBM that won Jeopardy uh, some time ago. What was that, a few years ago? Yeah. Remember that? Um, anyway, here's a look at the computer cookbook. Working with the Watson technology and seeing what the chefs can do, uh, taking all of the ingredients out there and processing it in a way where they can actually take the outputs coming out of the system and it's giving them almost a springboard to creativity. Often as chefs, I think we get stuck in sort of our own form of writer's block where we don't know where to go with an ingredient or we keep doing the same dishes in different versions over and over. Working with Watson gives you a brand new place to start from. Already uh, working with the uh, Watson system has certainly changed my style of cooking in terms of being way more receptive to interesting flavor combinations. It was able to make connections that I think a human chef either might have discounted or just not thought of. 
And what that resulted in was a level of creativity that I absolutely didn't expect. So with Bacon all the recipes drink. that we've developed through the last few years, and with all the creativity and the innovation that's gone into this, the natural next thing was to develop a cookbook. Of course. This book is different because we're pushing the boundaries of creativity and innovation in the culinary arts. It is kind of depressing that the computer analyzes the human society and says, put bacon in drink. <laughs> Those fat slobs want to slab a bacon in the middle of their drink. Frankly, I don't. No, that doesn't sound. I mean, that. even as no. a guy, if I, when I did, I liked bacon back in the day, but mm -hmm. I, I, I don't think I wanted it in a drink. I don't like things like that in drinks. Like they did a bacon shake or something at yeah. Sonic. Or yeah, yeah, we tried yeah, it. Yeah. Didn't we try it on the yeah, air? I didn't, yeah, I didn't. I don't dig it. Yeah, I don't dig it. That's not you know like bacon I get, belongs in bacon, and that's about it. <laughs> okay, that's maybe your, uh, on a cheeseburger. I, I don't even like it there that much anymore. But uh, really, yeah, a cheeseburger it seems like a great place for yes. it. Or an omelet. I think for most uh, people know, it is. Yeah, uh, a yeah. Sa egg and cheese sandwich. You throw a little yes. bacon on there. People love that. Yes. Um, but it's but, kind of interesting that a computer is developing recipes and stuff for well, chefs. Well, but the chefs get their get their cooking blocks. They can't, you know, they right. They, they struggle get, they with cutting chef a, block. How many how many ways <laughs> can I cut this yellow pepper? Oh, I can't. <laughs> so they need a computer. I feel like if you opened up Watson, Jeffy would be in there going, put bacon in drink! <laughs> <laughs> That's about what it is. Yeah. Stop it. Although I, th I do think we, ha uh, this segment brought us anything was Pat's moment of knowledge. Bacon belongs in bacon. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Think about mm -hmm. it. Thank you. <laughs> it does. Bacon does belong in bacon. Mm -hmm. Broadcasting program show. It's Pat and Stu. Welcome to it. Mm. It's a beautiful morning and the morning time for a morning show this morning, even if it's not in the morning where you're listening right now. Good morning to you. Uh, hey, you know, science is never wrong, and this is what I love about it. Yes. They're never wrong. No. You make, They're always you, right. You come up with an idea, mm -hmm. you say it's true. You berate the other side if they disagree, yeah. and then you realize that you've been right the entire time, and they are science deniers. Yep, and I'll be damned if I'll allow anybody to say otherwise. <laughs> I won't. I won't allow it. Mm -hmm. Okay, the, the, the debate is over. We all know it. It's over. Okay, global warming exists. This carbon bomb is happening with the permafrost. Yep. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna there's explode. a carbon bomb that's going to explode and kill the planet. And look, because the, you know why? The permafrost mm -hmm. is melting, okay, really fast. It's gone up like 95 degrees or something yep. in the last 45 thousand, minutes. 1,095 degrees. And boom, it's just all that release of yeah. CO2 is just going to blow up in the, in the air. Now, and then yeah. melts, and then it melts and it releases. And then and this it's is, like a bomb to kill the planet. Yeah, this is one of the positive feedbacks they talk about. And normally you think positive feedback is good because someone's reassuring <laughs> you. Like if we were to say, Jeffy, mm -hmm. what a... I can't come up with one for you. No, but I understand right. what you're saying. But you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So... So, but with with global warming, 
Mm -hmm. uh, the, it warms, the <laughs> ice melts, which releases more carbon dioxide, which makes the ice melt more, and blah, 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 blah. There's a positive feedback loop. <laughs> you got the sad <laughs> Jeffy look. I hate that. I, love, I hate the sad I love Jeffy, the Jeffy look. Jeffy look. I, I hate it. There's I nothing the I love more than the Jeffy look. Sad Jeffy look like, okay, now I'm just tired of it. You've gone too far. <laughs> I hate the sad Jeffy look. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is one of, the, I, one of the main things that they talk about when it comes to global warming being this out-of-control process. Like, yeah. you can make a, a case, and many of these skeptical, evil global warming deniers will talk about how it's certainly, all things being equal, if you add CO2 to the atmosphere, it would cause some slight warming. But that doesn't do much of anything. What, what the problem starts is if you have these positive feedback loops that make the problem worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. If you think about it as um, uh, a, uh, a ball at the top of a hill, and you kind of tap it just a little bit, and it starts rolling down. It goes faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. Well, if that's how the climate is, that if it's uh, the ball is just sitting in this this super, un, uh, you know, this point of uh, instability at the top of a hill, all you need is that little tap from man, and it will roll down the hill faster, 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 out of control. That's the theory of global warming. It's not the tap. Because as we've talked about a million times, the, the, we don't do that much to the environment. However, it, if it makes it affect the environment and it creates this crazy out-of-control loop, then you have a major problem. Now, most people would say the, the, this would be happening all the time. If, if the uh, climate were that fragile, then it, this would be happening all throughout our history. Um, and it doesn't happen like that all throughout our history. You'd think stability is, is the norm. Um, so, you know, that's where the disagreement is. Now, the new thing is um, this positive feedback loop called the carbon bomb in the permafrost is now uh, maybe not so sciencey after all. Uh, a, a guard, the Guardian published this. The carbon bomb stored uh, in, uh, in the thawing Arctic per uh, permafrost may be released in slow leak as global warming takes hold rather than an eruption, according to new research. Scientists at the USGS found that previous predictions of a, catast a catastrophic release of carbon dioxide and methane into the atmosphere as permafrost thaws may have been overstated. What a shock, Pat. I thought they would have understated it, personally. And they seem to have overstated it, which is a real surprise. They seem to have overstated everything. Everything. Uh, the impact on the climate uh, remained significant, of course. More than one trillion tons of carbon are stored in the soils beneath the Arctic tundra, double humanity's emissions since the Industrial Revolution, which makes you think maybe humans aren't so much the problem, but no. Um, and they will say that it will be released in a gradual way, which, of course, the issue is not whether... Uh, some changes could theoretically happen. The changes are, are they catastrophic? Do we kill a billion people because of this? And, uh, I mean, yet another indication that that's not what we're looking at. But still, uh, it's still very important. And, of course, if you disagree, you should be shot. Yeah, and they're wrong time after time after time. Mm -hmm. We're hearing this kind of stuff all the time. You know, we, oh, we thought it was going to be worse than this, and now it's not. Sorry. Uh, it looks like we were wrong on how this works. Uh, sorry. Uh, it looks like we thought it was going to go up like five degrees, but it didn't. And, and uh, that's because the, w the ocean surprisingly absorbed a lot of the heat. Uh, we didn't realize that we're, the earth worked that way. Sorry. You know, if, if, all that, uh, if all that heat from the ocean uh, released all at once, it would be 200 degrees warmer than it is. But it isn't. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's, 
one thing after another. Uh, we, we thought the Himalayas were melting because uh, global warming was actually no, was just actually, deforestation. Yes, yeah, so, uh, sorry. Some humidity caused by oh. deforestation. Sorry. I thought the universe was formed with a big bang. Yeah, uh, but, it wasn't. but it wasn't. Sorry. Sorry about that. I thought Piltdown Man was a missing link between humans and apes. But it wasn't. Yeah. Sorry. But we would tell you that salt <laughs> is really bad for you. Uh, but, it's but it's not. not. It's Sorry. Not. Sorry. Uh, we would tell you butter was also really bad for but you. But it's not. But, but it's not. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay. All right. Well, you know what? I'm just going to stop listening to you, I think, at this point. Um, and and uh, the way it's I, one thing after another. We should one day compile the whole list yeah. of everything in science. You know, and you don't have to go back to the 1500s, although you could. And, and you could show, because people were uh, ridiculed then as well. Um, and, and uh, you know, Copernicus was ridiculed. Uh, Galileo was ridiculed. They were, they were jailed in some cases. They were, uh, they were um, uh, killed in some cases. And so now um, it's almost that way again, where if you disagree, you're certainly silenced. You're certainly shouted down. You're certainly called a heretic and an idiot and a flat earther. Um, when it is the flat earthers, by the way, who believe in global warming, just like the global warmists do. Um, so we should compile a list sometime yeah, we actually of had, all the things science has been wrong about. We had a, an idea for a wonderful world of stew that we never wound up doing. It actually might fit better on this show, which was the uh, memorial wall of scientific consensus. You just I have a wall. They just yeah, say each like every that. time another one dies, we have a, a ceremony and put another name yeah, like on that wall because it's you could just come up with this endless list of these guys changing their minds and and you know, it's it debate's just, over. It's it's one thing to change your mind. It's another thing to tell everyone else how dumb they are, uh, and have your mind uh, change later on mm -hmm. and realize that you were the dumb one the whole time. That 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 you get one of those in your life, right? Mm -hmm. And w when that happens in any other field, you just wind up going to clean the floor at your you know uh, uh, you know uh, local train station bathroom. Like that becomes your job. You're no longer a scientist. You go do that instead. Uh, you know, it's still a good job. Still honest work. You're not, you're not deleted from society. But when you screw up that way after insulting everyone for believing the opposite, you don't get to continue to do that job anymore. You're done. When, you, when you're an investor and you come out and you're saying, you idiots, the stock market is going to go down 5,000 points in the next week, and it goes up 2,000 points, you get fired. You never trade stocks again. It's over. And that's not what happens with scientists. They just continue to keep going and going and going and going. And it's like some of it's very hard. It's a difficult field. I understand that. But don't, just don't drop the certainty. The, the act, this act of certitude, as, uh, as Anthony Weiner would say, Get, get that out of your way because that's what's holding. That's the problem here. It's partially the media's fault, but it's a lot. A lot of it's the scientists' fault themselves. You know, it, it, like if you think about the salt thing is an interesting example. Like if you think about a complicated system, which the climate is, the body is the same way. You know, the body is essentially its own climate, where little things can affect you in specific ways. Certain things will help you. Certain things will hurt. Like, it, each human body is essentially its own climate system, if you think about it that way. But the issue with that is you get to do experiments on people, essentially. Jeffy will eat, uh, you know, 5,000 pounds of mm -hmm. lard on a, on a daily basis. As an experiment. As a life experiment that you do throughout your whole life. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll eat a different way. I'll eat vegetarian. Pat eats a way where he doesn't eat certain chemicals. We'll all have this thing where we all eat the way that we do. And at the end of our lives, 
millions and millions of people will do the same thing. And scientists will be able to study the results and see who, you know, who was healthy, who wasn't, what helps people, what doesn't. You put certain substances like medicine in people, it helps sometimes, it doesn't help others. You're constantly able to experiment and see what actually happens. You can't do that with the climate because there's only one. There's, it's like having one person on Earth and you're trying to figure out what happens if we do all this crazy crap to it. Well, you can't tell because there's only one. There's no way to experiment on our climate. It's too massive a system, and there's only one of them. And if you screw it up, obviously we all die. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's infinitely more difficult to predict the climate than it is what happens to a human. Yet they still don't know what the hell is going on with humans. I mean, they still can't figure out for decades whether salt is good or bad, whether butter is good or bad, whether certain medicines work. You know, certain medicines, uh, I read an article a long time ago about, I think it was Prozac, one of those antidepressants. And they, you know, obviously you take that, it's supposed to help with depression. They don't actually know why mm -hmm. it helps. They just <clears throat> know it does. So they give it to people and they're like, okay, wow. Mm -hmm. But they don't actually okay, understand wow. what the process is as to right. why it may or may not work for some people. They don't know what, ha some people can smoke for 80 years and not get any have anything happen to them. Other people could smoke for two years and get lung cancer. Yeah. They don't know why. I mean, it's, it's just a sort of, you know, they chalk it up to uh, probability. It's but because your body is a wonderland. That's why. Your body is wonderland. I use my hat. Your body is wonderland. <laughs> All of that uh, led to you quoting a John Mayer song. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just for a sec, though. I mean, it's not a, it's not a major deal. It was just a little... <laughs> That's the side. only reason it's not a major deal, because you don't know the song well enough. Oh, I know it pretty well. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I know it pretty well. Go ahead. Pat Gray as John Mayer with the entire song of Your Body is a Wonderland. Your body is wonderland. I use my hand. Your body is a wonderland. It's the same part you already sang, and then you stopped again. <laughs> it indicates it's to about me. about all he says, really. No, he does not he say says something about a, I don't know, a candy cane tongue or something. I don't know. Cotton candy tongue, uh, whatever. Your skin like porcelain? Skin like porcelain, yeah. And a candy cane tongue. One pair of candy, candy lips. Candy bubble gum. And your bubble, bubble gum, gum tongue. tongue. Yeah. Uh, now a dramatic <laughs> reading of Your Body is a Wonderland yeah. by Jeff Fisher. Jeffy? And if you want love, mm -hmm. we'll make it. Swim in a deep sea of blankets. Beautiful. Take all your big plans and, and break them. This is bound to be a while. This is bound to be a while. <laughs> About 45 seconds. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> On a really good day. Yeah. 45 seconds. <laughs> Your this body is, is going to be a while. <laughs> Settle in for a this long This is going to be a while if you compare it to a Usain Bolt 100-meter dash. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, it's going to be really fast. <laughs> You'd have to admit, though, he gets some babes. Oh, he? my God. Oh, yeah. this it, kind that of stuff works. It works. I mean, it doesn't work when Jeffy says it, it but when John no. Mayer says it, it really does, it does. work. It really does. It's kind of weird, but it does. Uh, something that doesn't work is apparently this anti-vaccine thing. Uh, Canadian mom of seven admits to using an alternative vaccine scheduled for some of her children and letting the others go completely unvaccinated because we were scared. Didn't know who to trust. I, yes, yes. I mean, is that not to, is that not a brilliant description of of what happens? You don't know who to trust. Pete, you hear a bunch of different things. There's mercury in the vaccine. 
it's causing autism. You, you start to worry about that. You think, oh my gosh, you, you're hearing various things. Other people tell you, no, no, it's fine. And you don't know who to trust. Uh, she says, I'm writing from this quarantine, the irony of which isn't lost on me. Uh, emotionally, I'm a bit raw, mentally a bit taxed. Physically, I'm fine. All seven of my unvaccinated children have whooping cough. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. And the kicker is that they uh, may have given it to my five-month-old niece, too young to be fully vaccinated. Yeah, it's tough. Oh, uh, you know, that's and then I will say that, you know, that is one of the things I think a lot of parents struggle with that. You know, they, you know. They go in there and they, they don't know what to believe. And uh, you, you, that's serious stuff. And you really need to look into that and, yeah. and do your research. And by the way, it was uh, a progressive who pushed this agenda uh, in uh, What's-Her-Face, uh, McCarthy. Was that her name? Jenny um, McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. And, and Jim Carrey were running around screaming well, that hardcore everywhere. Hardcore conservative. Jim Carrey. Hardcore conservative. Hardcore conservative. Uh, you know, uh, Robert so F. F. Kennedy Jr. RFK Jr. Mm -hmm. is nuts on it. He called it a, like a uh, holocaust. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but he also will yell at you about the scientific consensus of global warming yes. in the same speech, just right. so you know. I forgot. He came up with Glenn. I forgot about that uh, when we were at CNN. He actually came on the air with Glenn. Oh, that would not happen uh, today. No, it would not happen today. Uh, did he come on and say that? He did. It was, the only thing I, re I remember Glenn doing well in the interview uh, and RFK Jr. not doing so well. However, I do also remember there being really weird delay on the interview. It was one of those where, like, you talk and then, like, nine seconds later they hear what you say. It was one of those I where really, that. I hate that. It ruins those interviews completely. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, RFK Jr., I, you know, that, that wasn't one. I think I was intimidated. Psycho. In. Psycho. Uh, yeah, he really is. Um, and and uh, do you think, the, I mean, I, when he's talking about global warming, though, he, there is a cure. Did you hear about this cure? No. Uh, India uh, and their prime minister has recommended the cure to global warming. Uh, that is um, yoga. Oh, well, obviously. You're just going to do some yoga. There it is. And they, she's curing do that. global warming right now. See, she's blocking the sun. That's why it's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, they said that all people all over the world need to change their lifestyles in, in order to prevent the menace of global warming. Recommended yoga as a way to combat climate change. Yoga awakens a sense of oneness and harmony with self, society, and nature right. by changing our lifestyle and creating consciousness. It can help us deal with climate change and create a more balanced world. Right. See, again, science. Right. Right? Right. Who's with me? Oh, on the science. Everyone. Part. Okay, good. Triple eight seven two seven. Back more patents to it coming up. It's science. If you dial that on the phone, mm -hmm. like, you can answer and stuff. Right. I mean, right. Right. <laughs>
120,000. That's a good, thank you for interjecting with that. So there's no pictures of the flowers or anything or any of the people? Well, I mean, you see people in the there's picture. There's people right not? there. I mean, uh, I mean like looking Civil at War a general. Photo. It's a little shy of 120,000 in that photo. <laughs> I would say it is a yeah, little shy. Yeah, that's true. Uh, two. There's two people apparently <laughs> in that photo. Um, uh, Look at that. You can his, actually see him in there in the, in the coffin. Yeah, his widow, however... Huh. Um, explicitly banned people taking pictures to uh, preserve privacy. Uh, but one That's a stupid thing to do when you're talking about the president of the United yeah, States. It almost seems like he wouldn't be able to. Yeah, it does. Other, you know, it's just. But I yeah. mean, again, hey, um, that individual could rights. not happen today. I'm, I'm thinking. Right. Uh, Brigadier uh, General Townsend uh, attended the viewing and let a local photographer take a picture <laughs> of the slain Lincoln. As soon as word spread of the photographs, the reaction was fast and fierce. Dozens of competing photograph, uh, fo fo excuse me, photographers sent telegrams expressing their outrage to Secretary of War Edward Stanton, and Mrs. Lincoln complained as well. Can you oh. imagine that? Complained? That's historic. Yep. You have the President of the United States, one of the five greatest presidents, probably top three. Assassinated. Assassinated, laying in his coffin, and you're not going to get a picture of that for, for, to preserve for history? When you can, I mean, if you didn't have photography available, obviously you can't do that, but you at least get a drawing or something, right? In this, you have it available, and you don't do it? Thank heaven there was just a le there was at least one sane person there. One, one wow. dishonest person that disgraced the memory of the president. <laughs> yes. Thank God there was yes. one there. there was one. Um, in fact, go against the wishes of the widow, of the grieving <laughs> widow. He was ordered to uh, seize the photographic plates and have them destroyed. Uh, but they kept one because he did not have the heart to destroy it. Uh, it was discovered in 1952 by a teenager visiting the Lincoln Home Historic Site mm. in Springfield, Illinois. A 14-year-old history buff was looking through some of the old folders when he came across a faded brown photograph and immediately recognized Lincoln. Jeez, that's amazing. That's really something. Look at that. Look at that. That's crazy. Um, there's another story about a, a photograph uh, that just uh, happened where it was one of the only photographs of the Civil War. Did you read about this? Did you see this in the paper? You remember? You see um, this in the paper? <laughs> uh, it was one of the only photos, uh, or one of the most iconic photos of the Civil War, and the guy, a uh, photographer, came out and admitted it was a fake. It was a Piltdown Man situation, as, uh, really? as you love to say. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. Can you look that story up? Yeah. I, I heard it. I actually heard it on the radio, so I don't. I didn't. Mm. Uh, is, is it on the Blaze as well? Um, yeah. Um, do we have a picture of the photo? Can we bring that up maybe before the end of the show? Um, because they, I guess. They took a picture, and it was it was just his like brother, and I guess they I don't know if they aged it or whatever. Somehow people believed it for thirty years, and uh, the entire time it was just this guy who took a picture of his brother. <laughs> Jeez. And he's now thirty years later saying, "Okay, guys, it was a, it was a fake." He's yeah. now coming clean. Really? He's still alive? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yes, um, it is. Yep. It shows again how easily fooled we are. Yes, it does. It just it does. proves what we were talking about last segment. I mean, it yeah. really is the same thing. We're easily fooled. Even scientists are easily fooled. Piltdown Man was a compilation of, like, sheep or something. I forget. We, we just read that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, sheep and human, and they just amalgamated it and kind of put it together, and it tricked people for 40 years. Well, I mean, you see something that's part sheep, part elephant or whatever, and then you see Jeff, and you're like, well, yeah, possible. possible. It's possible. Yeah, it was, a, it, was the, uh, it was the CSS Georgia. It was the ship. Okay. Yeah. They, uh, uh, they thought that it was the Confederate ironclad that sank uh, 150 years ago, and there's a, it shows the foggy picture of, the, of the, oh, yeah. what is supposed to be the boat. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mm. It's all fake. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. Huh. It's just his brother standing out there, just really aged. I mean, it's a, a good fake, I guess, but huh. I, that's why I always wonder. And I was, I was, I was torture Glenn with right. this, which is like, how do you, you know, know that George Washington letter is legitimate right. that you bought for ten thousand dollars, Glenn? How do you know? And then it just you just try to seed the little doubt dun, in his head. Dun, dun, just to, just to make him a little uncomfortable, even though it comes from a reputable source. And seriously, no way that's really real. Well, it's been 230 years. Yeah. There's no way yeah, any not, Washington on. stuff exists. Somebody did that a few weeks ago. <laughs> what a maroon. But it's funny that you bought it. <laughs> and then we just walk away. <laughs> uh, this is kind of interesting because um, uh, here's what uh, President Lincoln had in his pocket when he was assassinated. I know you've been wondering about this probably for Walk us through the pockets of yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Uh, I, I intend to. Uh, 150 years since he was assassinated in uh, Ford Theater. After he was assassinated, the president's coat, along with whatever items he was carrying uh, when he was shot, were turned over to his son, Robert. In 1937, they were handed over to the Library of Congress. When he was assassinated, he had two pairs of glasses, an ivory pocket knife, handkerchief, a pocket watch fob, a lens polisher, nine newspaper clippings. Wow, weird. Leather wallet and a Confederate $5 bill on him. Hmm. That is bizarre. Why would he have a Confederate bill on him? Yeah, maybe it was like a keepsake. Hmm. Hmm. That's, That's kind of interesting, though. Very weird. I wonder why. I wonder why. Well, why do you, what maybe do you he was a Confederate the whole time. A spy. A presidential spy. Yes. Yep. Caught him. We caught. Him. We caught. We solved one of the great mysteries. Where's what's, a, uh, what's his face? Brad Meltzer. I don't know. Probably at home. Oh, okay. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents do coming up. That would make sense. Yeah. It's probably not being covered. Right. Maybe working. Maybe working. Might be. I don't know if he has an office or he's a Lincoln spy denier. Yes, he is. That's what Brad Meltzer does. He denies. That Lincoln spies. Ha! Whatever. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Tomorrow's tax day, Pat. <laughs> you uh, all filed? Oh, am I filed? Mm. No, I'm. No, I'm not. No, I'm uh, doing an extension this year <laughs> yeah. for I believe the fifth or sixth consecutive year. Stu, <laughs> I used to just say my tax day date is October fifteenth because that's what you <laughs> had when you do an extension. It used to be that you got. You had to do it twice to get to October, mm -hmm. but now they'll let you just do one extension to get all the they way to October. They don't care. When you're getting money back, they don't care. No, they do care if you have to pay money. So when you file yes. an extension and you owe them money, you, you have, have to, pay to just money. pay anyway and then figure how it out later. How dumb is that? Like, yeah. I don't know how much it would be. Right. But, but you got to fix it. Well, I'm filing for an extension because I haven't figured it out right. yet. Exactly. What do you mean I have to pay you before I figure it out? How? Yeah. And if you don't, then, like, let's say you, have, you owe them $1,000. Then they will put penalties and fees on that thousand that you didn't pay them back in April. Here's a stunning message for you. I don't like the IRS. What? I don't like. Whoa, them. whoa, whoa, I know, whoa, right? I know. whoa! Calm it's down. Hateful. It's uh, it's not uh, it's not pleasant to hear. Mm -hmm. I know. Oh, I was. I know. It's so irritating. I didn't even want to watch it, but uh, stupid John Oliver, the guy, the the new Daily Show guy who's on 
HBO, who's yeah. just doing the Daily Show on HBO. That guy. And it's not that good, by the way. I, I saw that for the first time the other night. I actually sat and clicked yeah. through some of his shows. He's not that good. You know, some people who I really, uh, you know, I think are smart and they really like him. I, 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 I just so far haven't seen I it. I can't. Um, but I mean, I, just I can't do it. I haven't watched enough to like fall in love with the guy by any means. No. I've only seen you know a couple of. Have you fallen in, into like with him at least? No, no. <laughs> uh, I saw the Snowden episode um, that he did. Uh, he actually interviewed him, right? He, he actually did interview him in in Moscow. That's um, amazing. Yeah. I know that there's legitimate, actual journalists. There's a Russian guy who's been trying to talk to him for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Uh, did you read that yeah. article too? The Daily Beast, and he's been trying like crazy to get an interview. No. They just won't do it. Yeah, they John say he's acting very odd. Him. Yeah, about it. Bizarre. He, you know, I, look, the guy's got to be. I can't even imagine what his life is like. I mean, it's got to be right. really bizarre. Um, but uh, yeah, John Oliver uh, did something on the IRS and how you should actually like the IRS or something. Like he's, you know, I guess challenging the establishment and being for big government. And I'm it's really bad. impressive. Shut up! You know, like, I'm here from England and <laughs> yeah. try to tell us this bull well, crap. Well, of course you're gonna like Shut it. Shut up! In England, you're gonna be like, of course, yeah. douchebag. Yeah, it's like that's he's gonna be, he's gonna wind up in the douche hall of fame. Except he's too, maybe too irrelevant. Maybe just too irrelevant. Maybe. Yeah, and Isn't he's that still, why John Stewart's not in? He's I, just too That's irrelevant. a good point. He should be in. John know. Stewart should he's absolutely be. He should be like vice nozzle of the douche hall. Although, we, I mean, sucks. now he's leaving. I think that's the, true. there's a it's relevancy clause mm -hmm. issue there. Um, but uh, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, I just I haven't found it to be all that wonderful. He's one of those guys no that way. does. There's two things I noticed about that particular show, the Snowden show. One was they they edited the interview so ridiculously. Like you could just tell that it's so choppy and uh, it's just like it was unwatchable as far as the interview goes. And there's some interesting things in there. I mean, he's trying to explain stuff and. You know, I mean, it's Edward Snowden, and he's really no one else has an right. interview with him. So from that perspective, it could have been interesting, but I just thought they edited it too much. The other thing, too, is what he, he's just like one of those analogy guys. It's like, uh, them spying on you is like, ridiculous example, and then everyone laughs, and then he acts it out, and everyone laughs. Right. Like, it's like the same, it's like, <laughs> set up jokes, set up jokes, yep. set up in the same sort of way. Uh, so I, I don't know. I haven't, there are people who really like him, and maybe I just haven't seen I don't it know. I, watched, I just went through several episodes Scanning through them real quick, and I'll never admit to it on the air. But I remember We're uh, on the air Amber right saying, coming through, saying, "What are you watching?" I was like, "I told her what show it was." I said, "Even Stu's show is better than this." No, I, will, I would never say. Don't no, we're not on the air. What? No, 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 we're not on the air. No, keep, okay. keep talking. We're on okay, the air. Man, this show. Wait, your show is a lot better you than can't that. that. You can't mean that. Show. Yeah, I know you won't you say that. You can't on mean that. I'm not that. saying that on the air. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Well, you are can't we mean it on or off. You can't mean it. Back from the break. Uh, almost. Okay. Uh, hold on. We're back. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's not my not my thing at all. But I, I you know I think you know the American people have this thing where they John Stewart, Oliver, and uh, and Colbert. Colbert, just oh. a stupidity. Well, I mean, it's just a lot of people who don't stupid douchebags. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it. You know, we talked about that with. Um, what was the issue John Stewart was rambling on about? Everyone thought it was the most brilliant take ever. And then we read Rihanna's take where she just bumbled it out, probably half drunk on stage, and it was smarter than John Stewart's take. <laughs> She's like, I, I, I can't even understand part of it, and it still was smarter. Um, he's just, you know, it's just not that good. But yeah. you know, to, uh, the IRS thing is is uh, is an interesting thing because like that is the lib like if you're a real progressive, you have to argue that those people are good people and the taxes are. That's a good process. You should be happy to pay those taxes. Why are you so upset about it? It's wonderful. It's the thing uh, fueling all of the wonderful programs that you know and love so much. 
I mean, yeah, I don't I, know them. I mean, I know them. I don't love them. Any of them. Two, pro two progressives, don't though. Don't love them. April 15th should be Christmas. It should it's be. It's the most wonderful day of the freaking year. Yeah. That is the day that encapsulates progressivism more than any other. You, everything that you get out of this wonderful progressive society you so designed with this wonderful president and incredibly progressive leadership uh, gives you that day you get to pay for it. Make sure that everyone knows exactly how much, especially for Obamacare. When, uh, yeah, sure, you signed up and you maybe didn't put your income in exactly correctly. So Obamacare is going to come in and take more of your money than you thought they were going to take. So what? Mm -hmm. You wanted this policy. It's your fault. Uh, you know, you think, uh, well, I, I don't like all these expenditures. Well, you're not always, look, when you have a big government, you're going to have sometimes you get these big programs are going to spend a couple hundred billion dollars you didn't like. So what? When you vote for progressivism over a long period of time, this is what you get. When you vote for a large government, sometimes someone you don't like is going to have control over it, and he's going to pass a couple hundred billion dollars that you don't like. Shut up. Ta-da. Well said. Thank you. Well spoken. Well, I mean, it's true. It's, it how, true. it's, it's how they should look at it. Of course, they won't. Because they're, you know, as the American people, uh, you know, they just act as if, well, on that day, they're with us. And for those who uh, don't think that the wealthy pay enough taxes, you can always pay more. And they don't do that either. They don't do that. Just call, call up the IRS, uh, ask them where you mail the check. Actually, there's a place on your form and probably in the instructions that tells you where to mail extra money. And you can just do that. Mm -hmm. and, you, and you can give all your freaking money, if you want to, to the IRS. Yep, they give don't it do all that. To them. So weird. I mean, if, if you're an evil, rich bastard and you're guilty about that, like Warren, fat piece of crap Buffett, go ahead and mail your access to the IRS. Mm -hmm. Why not? Why not? Mm. He's got, what, according to the last uh, Forbes billionaire list, like $38 billion? Mm -hmm. Write a check for 37.9 and send it to the freaking IRS. Problem solved. And then shut up. And then shut your fat piece of crap mouth. <laughs> God, I can't take it. The, 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 and then you've got the, the Harry Reeds of the world who, uh, well, the uh, United States has a voluntary tax system. We're, we're a voluntary system. A vol so you don't have to pay your taxes? Oh, of course you have to pay your taxes. Of course you do. But, but we're a voluntary system. There are, there are countries in the world where, where they, they have the employer uh, actually... Uh, uh, take the money out of the out of the pay, the employee's paycheck and send it to the government. Imagine. Imagine that. <laughs> what a weird system that would be. Yeah, what would you call them? Be. What would you call something like that? I don't where where the like an employer would withhold Yeah, they would withhold the, the money. Some of the money and then send it into the government. Send it into the government. Yeah, what would you call that? Withholding? <laughs> a little clunky, but okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. And, uh, here's a, here's it's, a, such, it's such a foreign concept to me. I can't yeah. even conceive of it. So here's a really a much more important question. <laughs> and I think uh -huh. this proves something that we've believed on this show for a long freaking time. <laughs> Why is your Harry Reid impression getting good now that he's retiring? <laughs> it, you've never been able to I do don't it. No. You've never been able to do it. And now all of a sudden, now observations. he's leaving office, and all of a sudden you're starting to do it. I know. Very close. Not, I don't know. Close. Same, thing, same thing happened with Gore. He's been same. in office for 70 years, the this same guy. Same thing happened with Gore. Happened with Bush, happened with Gore. Really? Happening now with Reed. If I'm Al Gore, Only I'm watching now my back. It, it must take me eight years to get it down.
Harry Reid beaten nearly to death. You finally get it. <laughs> yeah, get finally it get it. Yeah, finally get it. That is really weird. Yeah. And by the weird. way, he is, as is noted on this particular graphic, the grand, oh, grand nozzle, nozzle of, of the, the douche, douche Hall of Fame. Fame. What yeah, that, that's too nice of there. a picture. That's too. Uh, yeah, we I, need the we need the the, the uh, pirate look of of him. Matey, I had myself an exercise accident. <laughs> no, apparently no pirates are retiring. <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> all right, Triple A's is the 27 Beggars number. Let's take a break. On the other side, we have uh, a couple of interesting things. First of all, uh, something from history that w we thought was pretty interesting and something from the current times that we know is interesting. It's another episode oh. of Spoons. Two on the same show. We're going to be wow. all Jeffy size in just a couple of weeks it's, with this. It's uh, all for science. Pace. It's but it's all for science. It's all for you. It's, it's all for science. Back in a second. greatest open in the history of television, I think. Yeah. No one else is doing things like that. We yeah, are a Spoons episode today. These fancy new Oreo cookies. Now, Oreos mm. comes out with only about three or four new flavors a week. Uh, <laughs> and that's why we taste test all of them. This one is cotton candy flavored Oreo. It's a limited uh, edition. Sounds good. Um, now, of course, we have a tight relationship at this point with Nabisco. They will send us all the new flavors. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they will place them in stores locally that we can go purchase them and bring them here. <laughs> So thank you so much for caring, uh, Nabisco, and participating in the program. Mm -hmm. um, as long as you don't listen, I worked for Nabisco for a while. That could be an issue. <laughs> that, yeah, it's a good uh, point. We know. Here's the uh, inside of this particular Oreo. You've got the blue and pink cream. Okay. Uh, and it's a golden Oreo on the outside. Pat is already, of course, eating his. Mm-hmm. Uh, as is usually the case. Mm-hmm. All right, Jeffrey, you want one? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Nice catch. All right. Do we have to wait to try it? Super sweet, man. The cotton candy does come screaming through, though. Oh, yeah. Doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Oh, my. Pretty good. Mm. Pretty good. Not good. I like it better than the original flavor, uh, I think. Really? I don't know if I'd want to eat 30 of them. Yeah, that's the issue with this. I feel like these are good to have out, like, at a party. Mm -hmm. You're going by a little, uh, you know, you're going to pick a couple as you're walking by. Right. But you're not going to sit down with an entire sleeve of these, I feel like. Mm. It's a little bit on the sweet side for that. Would you agree, Pat? Super sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're, uh, you know, and they, they're kind of cloyingly sweet, mm -hmm. as I like they the, say on I the I like food the network. regular package of Oreos. By the time you got about halfway done with this, you'd say, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The regular thing of Oreos, you make it just about to the end until you realize, probably shouldn't have done that. I'm not that big an Oreo person, but too many icky things. No, in it's it. missing. What? One of the things that goes with Oreos, it's, mm -hmm. an amazing, it's an amazing thing, is that there's usually some sort of container that holds a dairy product. Ah, mm. oh, no, milk. Milk. That you dunk the Oreos. You put the cookie in, and it soaks into the... Mm. They don't even look up anymore. We're torturing the staff, as usual. They don't even look up. The producers don't even look up they don't anymore care. from their computer they screens. Don't care. They don't care when we torture them. They're immune them. to it now. Um, so mm. cotton candy, overall, I would say uh, it's a good limited edition flavor. I feel like the, uh, the, the, there's a, the thing that goes on with these uh, companies like Nabisco... 
and they do this with Oreos often, is they'll release something, and it's out there for a month or so. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not like, uh, it's not a, a core uh, part of the pantry for me. You know, it's something, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, the snack drawer doesn't need to have these every time. No. But to have a bag in there every once in a while, I think is a great thing. And maybe they go away, they come back again for Easter next year. Mm -hmm. I'm into that. I buy another bag. But I don't need to have them all the time. No. Would you agree with that? Even. Yes, absolutely. There you go. That's the analysis. You know, I, should bring, I should bring in sometime are these, uh, I'm very addicted to uh, these Yum Earth fruit juice. You ever heard of them? No. They are all natural. They are oh vegetarian. God. This is Jackie candy. They contain no Pat Gray candy. Uh, animal boiled anything. Um, really? No, no, no animal boiled, boiled animal anything. Tendons. They're vegan, nice. mm -hmm. and they're fantastic. Are I love they them. Super oh. mega chewy, like chicks stick to your teeth. No, okay, they're not. They're, they're not like soft. gummy bears. They're soft. They're not like gummy bears, but they're they're chewy a little bit. But they're soft, chewy kind of things. They're are not they flavored. Hard, chewy. Yeah. They're flavored in strawberry, peach, and <laughs> That's an awesome banana. question. No, they're flavorless. Well, I'm just are Jackie they, candy. <laughs> are they flavored? Some it tastes that, like chalk. Some of that vegan stuff, man. <laughs> no, it's no, some of really it can good. be terrible, I will say. Yeah. But, uh, that, but some of it's really some good. Some of it's very good. Um, Stu's taking me to a vegan place in uh, Tampa that was awesome. Yeah, was it Tampa? Well, yeah, that was I, Orlando. Orlando, yeah. Orlando. And we were coming back, and, and I was like, look, I, I, you, the sales process to you that day was like, I was like, it was, tremendous. It was actually nervous. I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if I want to ask him. I don't know if I want to ask him. And so I'm like, look, Pat, there happens to be this vegetarian place down mm -hmm. the road. Would you consider stopping there for lunch? Because we ha only had enough time to stop at one place. And you were mm -hmm. skeptical. I was. Uh, uh, and mm -hmm. you went in, and I can't remember the name of the place. I wish I could, because it was really good. was. Um, and uh, Pat we actually... We had some kind of fake uh, meat. You had like a fake sausage situation, mm -hmm. and it was, uh, Delicious. it was actually really good. Some of that stuff is really good. And yeah. I will admit, some of it's awful. But oh. uh, some of it's really good. Well, the turkey we had last uh, Thanksgiving... That was good. That, that was pretty good, too. Uh, yeah, that was not Ed bad. It was yeah. delicious. Mm -hmm. It was really good. It yeah. was... It was Turkey kind of stuff, and it was, uh, and then mashed potatoes, and then a sort of a gravy. Are you it. talking about Worthington's protein? Yes. yes. Yeah, that's what it was. It was good. Worthington's, Worthington's protein, protein loaf. Now, you know, the thing is, though, is that <laughs> eating that saying, you know, this is really good, and in my mind, I'm thinking, this is really good. I'm going to have the real stuff in a couple of days. Right. Yes. Yes. It's understandable. That's, yes. Uh, uh, but uh, again, like, I think my standard on that is like, is it good as a standalone thing? Like, it's not really turkey. I mean, it doesn't taste exactly like turkey. No. It has similarities to turkey, yes. but is it good on its own? Like, is it a separate thing? Like, they talk about this with veggie burgers, right? Veggie burgers is on. They're on. And a the lot answer, of I think, is probably no. Yeah, it's not good on yeah. its own. You got to kind of spice it up with something else, right? Right. You but put I, the, yeah. gr the, with the gravy, gravy yeah, yeah, yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm you saying, cook like, it a certain way, you like spice a veggie it up. burger doesn't have to taste like a burger to be good. It's its own thing. It's not like yeah, if you try to right. make it taste like a burger, it's usually not that good. Yeah. But if you just have something that tastes pretty good that you put cheese on and a bun and it tastes freaking good, well, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a separate product. And if it looks like a burger, it kind of fools your mind anyway. Yeah, kind of does. Of course, I don't know why so many vegans want to have their mind fooled when they're specifically not eating meat right. for some reason. It's not usually the taste, though. Right? It's not usually the reason. It's not the taste. It's, it's yeah, it's I mean, the sometimes the grossness it, of yeah, the animal product. It gets, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, huh. a, little, it's a little odd, right. I will admit. Um, and, you know, of course, we don't really have to watch what we eat uh, because of the amount of exercise that we do. Such incredible um, physical specimens. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you, you, you know, like The Rock eats approximately, I think it's like 8,000 calories a day. There's, mm -hmm. a new, there's a story about that the other day. I was thinking we should do that. We should try to eat as many calories as The wow. Rock one day on the show. Oh, I can uh, pound that down. He eats something like minutes. So, it was a 60 ounces of cod a day. He what? eats cod at almost every minute. Is he a polar bear? 
I know. Is that cod? weird? Cod. <laughs> what? Like, for his, we got to do the story. You can see tomorrow. what it's done for him. The horrific body shape he's oh, in. That God is horrible. Massive. Let um, himself go. But, uh, Andrew, can we do the story tomorrow? Because just go over the Rock's menu. Because this just came out. It was, I think it was like late last yeah. week. And. Yeah, well, you don't need to call him into the studio. I would like to do the story, though. Um, so he does the first meal of the day. The first thing he eats in the morning is like eight ounces of cod. Just like wow. you're leading off the day for that's breakfast a, yeah, with cod. And then he goes and does cardio and then comes yeah. back and eats more cod, cod I think. Yeah. So there's more cod there. It's cod Weird. almost every meal. It's all cod. Why is he eating so much cod? <laughs> I don't know, Jerry. I don't know. <laughs> it did feel like Seinfeld there for a minute. Uh, but uh, we, we had this workout regimen that was developed in the 1960s. Yeah. yeah. PE still class. following? And we're still following it. Yeah. And so it keeps us incredibly fit. Uh, if, if you want to help out, uh, here here's a little look at that, um, how you can have body. They had a classical sense going all the way back to the Greek era of what it took to move the body well. Look at that. Without injury, with mastery of movement and control. Those of us who remember John Kennedy, uh, he affected our lives dramatically. He had a vigor, he had a youth, he had an energy. He took La Sierra High School and made that the poster child of his program to make America a healthy place. Because he understood that if America oh, was healthy, physically yeah. healthy, I don't remember it would people be mentally, spiritually, emotionally, patriotically really? healthy. Do they I welcome this opportunity to speak to the people of America about a subject which I believe to be most important, and that is the subject of physical fitness. And I speak not only as President of the United States, but also as a parent of two children, who I hope will, will grow up with those qualities of vigor and energy, which uh, we identify with the best of America. It didn't work out. Wow. Wow. Jeez, I don't Did, remember that kind of workout. Did you take the president's physical fitness test when you were in school? Uh, yeah. Is that yeah. a thing? Back yeah. yeah, I remember taking that when I was good. I don't know if they still do it. but I don't think so. Uh, they I barely don't. have a PE class. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, let's watch one more of these. This is classic footage from the 60s. The right direction. And I hope when we have seen the astonishing results which we have seen, Jeez, well, we've been ripped. able, in the short space of two and three months, Holy to change the physical habits and strength of our children, that this will spread to every school me. district in the United <laughs> States. And all of us will participate, wow. and in so doing, we'll be better citizens and happier ones. This is a challenge for us all, children, boys and girls, college students, mothers and fathers, and all of us, I, I think, should welcome like I hope all of you will join in a great national effort wow. to build a strong and better America through That's physical effort hard. and through yeah, the contributions we can make wow. by the drive <laughs> and force we bring to our daily lives. Thank you. Oh, that would kill me dead. Oh, okay. We were given I'd a gift dead. 50 years ago. Uh -huh. We were given a I'd gift that made dead. our lives better. And we owe it to a cause greater than ourselves so to be able to share that gift, to open that conversation again. Uh-huh. Shut up. Now that we're all <laughs> fat. You know Shut what? up. Guess what? I think yeah, we're going to have another Oreo just because he said that. All right. Mm -hmm. Shut up, Tony. <laughs> all those guys were physically fit like that in the high, La Sierra no. High School? Come on. That was really? A, that was a prison somewhere. <laughs> that was, not a that high was school. really impressive. <laughs> That's true. Good Oreos off. Oh, yeah, that's really good.